In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. We made it to the second Sunday of Advent, so now we are 15 days away from Christmas. Advent is really short this year, so we have to try hard to fit everything in. And if you remember last Sunday, I talked about how Advent is our New Year's for Catholics. Everyone gets to start off fresh now. And it's a good thing for us to think about what it means to make a new start as Catholics, to listen to what God is asking of us and to work for real change in our lives. Now, in the church, the best means that we have for starting fresh is confession. People are usually afraid of confession, so I thought I would start off with two lighthearted stories to try to break the ice. So first, a few years ago, I was hearing confessions at an Advent penance service at a parish in our diocese, and that same morning, I had gone to the prison to hear confessions and to say Mass, uh, which is always a, a great blessing because there's so much faith in prisons when people have lost everything else. So either way, I'm hearing confessions at this penance service, and at those sort of services, everything starts to blend together in your head because you hear so many people's confessions. Well, the woman came in, and obviously she was very nervous, and she started off by saying, Father, I have the worst confession you will hear today. To which I responded, well, I started my day hearing confessions on death row, but you can sure try. Uh, And I might have embellished my visit to the prison just a bit. Um, Second story, I was in Greenville, and we had confessions available at the school from time to time, as we do here at Cathedral. And I have these examinations of conscience sheets that I developed for high school students to help them get ready. Well, one student came in with the sheet in his hand, and he said, yeah, I did everything on this sheet. And I said, really? You did everything? And he said, well, you know, I mean, all the age-appropriate ones. So most people avoid confession because of fear. We can just put that out there. There's a lot of fear that surrounds confession. But confessing our sins is something which is very much a part of our faith because it was very much a part of the Jewish faith. We see that in the gospel today. St. John the Baptist is baptizing people on the Jordan River, and St. Mark, in the very same sentence, will tell us that as they're being baptized, people are confessing their sins. In the Old Covenant, when you went to make a sacrifice for your sins, you confessed them to a priest who stood there with you, and then you laid your hands on the animal you were offering as a way of spiritually placing those sins on the animal before the priest sacrificed it. And our Lord himself, after his resurrection, appears to the apostles on, uh, in, on Easter Sunday, and the first thing he says to them is, Receive the Holy Spirit, whose sins you forgive, they are forgiven. So confession is a major part of our faith. It reconciles our relationship with God and with the church, and it gives us sacramental grace to overcome our sins. So today I wanted to give a really practical homily, giving advice on how to make a good confession, and we're just going to dive right into it. So number one, prepare before you go to confession. I already mentioned there people have some sheets that will help you with examinations of consciences. If you prepare before you go to confession, you are going to be less nervous because you know what you're going to say, and that will actually make the confession shorter. So prepare ahead of time. There are countless resources you can use. There are books. There are apps you can get in your phone where you can just check off the sins and then read them off. A lot of people write down their sins on post-it notes before they go to confession. 
you're required to confess all mortal sins. A short way to think about a mortal sin is it's a sin that's grave matter, it's against the Ten Commandments, or it's connected with the Ten Commandments, it's done with full knowledge that it was wrong, and with full intention. So it's bad, you know it was bad, and you wanted to do it anyway. Mortal sin. You have to confess your mortal sins. Number two, confession is not meant to take a long time. This isn't counseling. This isn't where you go and tell the priest who's coming over for Christmas or what you're cooking that night. This isn't the time when you have a captive audience with the priest because you don't want to call the office and make an appointment. Right? I tell people all the time, if they have to say anything to me in that room back there that's not a confession, call and make an appointment. And nine out of ten people will never do it. When you come to confession, you're coming to confess your sins. So you should come into the confessional and either go behind the screen or sit face-to-face with the priest and immediately begin your confession. And especially if you go behind the screen, you need to say something so the priest knows you're there, right? Everyone knows how to start a confession because you see it on television and in the movies. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. It has been blank since my last confession. And you fill in the blank with how long it's been. And that brings me to my third point, number three. You make your confession in kind and number. That means you're supposed to confess the sin itself and how many times you did it. Why is that? Well, think about if you're a dentist and you ask your patient how long it has been since they brushed their teeth. If they say it's been six hours, that's very different than if they said it's been six years. So the time since your last confession and, uh, and the number of times you committed a sin changes the gravity of the sin itself. And it helps the priest know the spiritual state of your soul so that he can act as a spiritual doctor and give you the medicine to remedy your situation. Number four, don't freak out. There's a saying about priests, and it's true. You can never surprise a priest. You're not going to do it, right? Every priest has heard every sin you can possibly imagine. If you can think about it in your head, we have heard it, okay? Don't freak out. It's okay. The entire reason the priest is there is because he wants to help you. And we know that especially if you're coming in with something that's embarrassing, we know that you're nervous, and we know that the entire reason you're there is because you want to be forgiven and you want to do better. We know you're not there because you just want to share with us all the bad things you did, right? We know that. Some of my priest friends will talk about catching a big fish in the confessional, people who have been away from confession for years, or they have something major they need to confess. Those sort of confessions are very meaningful to us. And I like to tell young people especially that I build so much respect for them when they're able to work up the courage to finally confess something that's embarrassing to them. The priest is there because he wants to help you, and he wants to offer you God's forgiveness. Don't freak out. Number five, don't try to make your confession sound nice. Look, we all sin, and if we're going to confession, it's because we messed up. You don't need to come up with 15 different euphemisms for your sin. You don't need to try to misdirect the priest's attention away from your bigger sins and hopes that he won't notice them, right? Think about if you went to the doctor because you got your leg chopped off, and you're sitting there saying, well, you know, I really think my worst problem is I have this hangnail right here. No, right? People do that in the confessional all the time. They come in and they say, I haven't been to Mass in three months. I don't do X, Y, and Z. But, oh, my biggest sin is I just lose my patience with my dog. No, right? Don't try to make your confession sound nice. We know why you're there. We want to help you. 
Just face it, be honest. Number six, we don't need the details. The only time you need to give details to a priest is if for some reason the detail changes the reality of the sin. And we also don't need to know the backstory, and we don't need to know how five of the people annoyed you this week because they were sinning, and that's why you used the Lord's name in vain. I don't need all that, right? So people get all worked up and nervous before they go to confession because they're worried the priest is going to get mad at them, or he's going to ask why you did something, or what happened, or tell me the story. Trust me, if you're coming in to confess a sin against the sixth commandment, it's just as awkward for the priest as it is for you, so he doesn't want to know any of the details. Number seven, land the plane. When you finish your confession, you need to let the priest know that that's it. The traditional formula is to say something like, for these and for all my sins, I'm truly sorry. But you don't have to say that. You could just say, that's it, Father. Right? Because especially if you're behind the screen, if there's just this long pause, it's this awkward moment for the priest where he has to try to figure out if you're really done, and then he's going to say something like, is that it? And then they get upset because they feel like their sins weren't bad enough. Tell them when you're finished. Right? And then don't worry if you don't have the act of contrition memorized because it's taped all over the confessional and you can read it. Or if you don't want to read or if you can't read, you can just tell the priest and he's probably going to say it for you or he's just going to ask you if you're truly sorry. And then he's going to give you a penance. Now, my penances are all easy because my memory is terrible and I get really annoyed when a priest gives me a penance that I can't finish before I leave the room because I'm going to forget it. So all my penances are easy. But if for some reason you go to a priest and he gives you a penance that you don't know how to do or you can't complete it, you just tell him that and you get another penance. That's okay. Now, if you get anything out of this homily, I want it to be this. Don't be afraid of confession. There is so much grace available to you in the confessional, you can't even imagine how much good will come out of it if you start to go to confession and if you start to go regularly. Just go. Don't worry about it. It's going to be fine. You don't have to go to me. That doesn't bother me at all. You can go to any priest you want to. You can go across the river. You can drive to Baton Rouge. You can go to Jackson. Doesn't bother me, right? Just go to confession and go often. Praise be Jesus Christ, now and forever. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.